congregation, there are times maybe in life that you miss a person. Eh? When you have experience, one's love or one's help, when you were in great need and there was help offered, and when you don't see that person, you, you miss that person. Eh? And if, if that person is a distant friend, you might uh, think about him or her. When it is closer, when it is a family member, you may ask where they are. But, but when it is your spouse or your dearest friend, you will seek, you will long for him or her. Because you have experienced his or her love and help. You have experienced friendship, fellowship, or with another older word, communion. And you long for the one who loves you. When you miss communion, when you miss their presence, and it seems to be absent of your experience. Congregation friends, that is what happened in this psalm that we have read together. Experiencing a missing of God's presence. And missing His presence is a wilderness experience. Where are you this morning? At times in life that you came to the sanctuary to, to church, that it was in the school or here, and you saw the Lord at work, his power and glory, as the psalmist says in verse 2 of 63. Sermons that touched you, your Bible reading left you refreshed, your prayers you could empty your heart before the Lord. And the psalmist says in 66, come and see the works of God. Make a joyful noise unto, the, unto God. Maybe you know those times. Eh? You sing, you, you praise Him. And now, maybe you sigh, oh God, Oh God, I am in a dry and thirsty land. Yeah, you go through the motions. But, but church life is not experienced as it was before. Eh? Be honest this morning, the, the, the sermons, it seems they don't touch me. And if you're now really honest, eh, deep down it is this, and... And it seems sometimes that we even can live with it. Eh? But this reality, when all is said and done, is it not that you miss him? Whom your soul loves? And moralism reads the, and explains the Psalm 63 as, uh, I seek the Lord, I thirst for him, I long for him, I bless him, I remember him, I rejoice, I, 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 what I do and I must do. And then, 
And only then I experience his love and help. But the gospel, friends, this morning is because of thy loving kindness. Verse 3. Because of thy loving kindness. Verse 7. Because thou hast been my help. Therefore, I will rejoice and early will I seek thee. Therefore, my soul thirsts for thee. My flesh longs for thee. Congregation, do you recognize when you miss his presence that life is a wilderness? Yeah, maybe we can keep it up for a while. But wilderness is an experience like an inhospital place, a place of disfavor, a place of neglect and abandonment. And spiritual, spiritual wilderness. Psalm 61, from the end of the earth will I cry unto thee when my heart is overwhelmed. And it seems no one, even God, does not hear. Psalm 62, my soul longs for God. And it seems the weight is so low. Or as we experience in Psalm 63 that we have read together, I am in a dry and thirsty land. And no water. My soul thirst longs for the living water, Christ. Friends, where are you this morning? How is your life? And sometimes it can be like in a holding pattern, like a plane in the air approaching a busy airport in a circle and circle and circle. Or more personal, when you feel unsure about the direction in which your life is heading. How's our spiritual life, friends? If there is spiritual life. Eh? Verse 11, I will come back to that later. Verse 11, the mouth of them that lies shall be stopped. That is outwardly church going, but in the end no need of Christ. Eh? Your life is a lie. And it shall be stopped sooner or later. But, but how's your spiritual life? When you cannot deny by, by grace, Oh God, Thou art my God. But that was in other times. Friends, let us meditate on this brief psalm of 11 verses so that each of us, each of us, no one excluded, regardless where you are in life, whatever you have brought into church this morning, what, whatever is going on in your life, that we may pause for a moment so that each of us can leave this place for this new week and may say, Oh God, Thou art my God because of Thy loving kindness. And because of, thou hast been my help. Or 
young people in contemporary language, oh God, you are my God because of your steadfast love and you have been my help. And therefore, in the first place, his loving kindness. His loving kindness. Three aspects, what it is, why it is, and how his loving kindness ought to transform us. Congregation, the word used here in the original, loving kindness, is the word gesset. It speaks of God's character, who he is. Unfailing love, steadfast love, favor, faithful love, gracious love, goodness, kindness. In general, it means this, that God is attending to the needs of his creatures, is attending to the needs of you and me, of us. We confess that, eh? Every Sunday night, with the words of the Apostles' Creed, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, which meaning we also confess with the words of the Heidelberg Catechism, explaining that His almighty and ever-present power, whereby as it with His hand, He still upholds heaven and earth and all creatures, also you and me, and governs them that leave and blade, rain and drought, rain and drought, also times of desert and wilderness and dry and thirsty land, food and drink, health and sickness, the riches and poverty, indeed all things come to us not by chance, but by his fatherly hand. That is his loving kindness to you. To me. Undeserved. God's fatherly care. Furthermore, the Lord attests in Micah that he delights in loving kindness. Who is a God like unto thee? That pardons iniquity. Passes by the transgressions of the remnant of his heritage. He retains not his anger forever, but he delights, guess it, in kindness, in mercy. Or with the words of the Psalm 130, let Israel hope in the Lord for, and that is who he is. With the Lord, there is mercy. And with him, plenteous redemption. Friends, the, the loving kindness of the Lord is abundant, is good, is great in extent, is everlasting. Abundant, Psalm 86. But thou, O Lord, art God of full of compassion, gracious, long-suffering, and plenteous in guessed mercy and truth. Do you realize this morning that this God has not dealt with you and me nor rewarded us according to our sin? Look back in this new week. 
Oh, it is past week. He has not dealt with us, rewarded us according to our sin. Abundant in loving kindness. This God is good. Psalm 109. O God, Lord, for thy name's sake, because thy guessed thy mercy is good. Great in extent, Psalm 33, the earth is full of gesset, of goodness of the Lord. And his loving kindness is everlasting. For example, Psalm 118, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good because, because, because his mercy endures forever. Let Israel now say, his mercy endures forever. The house of Aaron now say, that his mercy endures forever. Let them now that fear the Lord. Then I ask you, if you cannot deny that, if you have received a place at the table of the covenant, grace, 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 all that fear the Lord said, for his mercy Guess it endures forever. Forever. This, friends, is the loving kindness of the Lord. Abundant, good, great in extent, everlasting. That is who He is. And, and for who? For a people like you and me, by nature, fallen people. Sinners. And I'm not talking in general terms, congregation. But the realization, the experience. I am a sinner before God. And yet in His loving kindness, in His general care and concern for each of us, He walks after us. He provides for us. He cares for us. He brings us in church this morning. And in every way. And for every need. Shall we pause for a moment this morning? And do you see? Or shall I say, do you see again? undeserved loving kindness of the Lord towards you towards me what more well his loving kindness is especially shown in the work of salvation eh? redemption and deliverance from your sin when you have encountered there's grace in your life and you have encountered your sin You plead with the Lord, Psalm 25, remember not the sins of my youth, nor my transgressions. According to thy gesset, to thy mercy, remember thou me for thy goodness sake, O Lord. Have you ever prayed it? Young people? It is in the Bible. It's not some language from the past. It is experienced. 
remember not. When the Lord shows you your sin, don't step over it. Bring it to Him. Remember not, not, not my sin of my youth and my transgression. But according to thy gesset, to thy mercy, Loving kindness, eh? that is making one from death to life and keeping alive. Psalm 119, revive me according to thy loving kindness. And friends, we did not deserve anything. And yet, as we have read this morning, eh, from the law of God, he shows mercy, guess it, loving kindness to thousands. Thousands, many, many more than here present this morning. Then it is his loving kindness that brought us to church this morning. Then it is his loving kindness that he reminds us Sunday after Sunday through his word who he is and wants to be for sinners such as you and me. And and who he will be and is for each of his children. And why is that now? Why is that now? Because there's anything in you and me, any merit that we deserve his kindness? Is it because I, I, I seek him early? Yeah, Psalm 63. Because I, I thirst for him and long for him? Because I remember him and, and, no, no, I meditate upon him. Verse 6. But friends, I said that is moralism and legalism. Eh? If I seek him and long for him, then I experience his loving kindness. Or, or even more, I, I need to seek him earnestly. Not in general, no, earnestly. I really need to long for him. And only then... I may experience his steadfast love. But, but then I ask you, how much, how, how much is earnestly? Friends, the good and gracious gospel of this morning is not the labor of my hands. Can fulfill thy law's demands. Could my zeal no respite know? Could my tears forever flow? All could never sin erase. Thou must save, and save by grace, nothing in my hands I bring. But the cross, where God's loving kindness was most displayed, in Christ on the cross, when he called out, I thirst. So that you can thirst after him. That you can echo the words of Psalm 42. My soul thirst for God. For the living God. And therefore it is he who invites even now this morning. If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. That it is Christ who was given vinegar on the cross, so that you, 
being in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water, so that you can receive the living water, Christ, who invites again, whoever believes in me, as the scriptures has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. And he says to you, no, he says to everyone that thirsted, come ye to the waters. Then it is Christ on the cross, whose body, whose flesh was broken, so that your flesh can long for him. Even at times that you have to say, my flesh and my heart fails. But O wonder of grace, and that only of, because of Christ, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. And with Christ on the cross, whose soul was exceedingly sorrowful, even unto death, so that your soul can thirst after him, even in times that you have to experience. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted within me? But because of Christ, tell your soul, address your soul, your struggling soul, hope in God's. He is the health of my countenance and my God. Then it is Christ who left the place of glory so that we, so that you this morning may see his glory to be lifted up for the circ- on the circumstances of your life. And whatever you have brought us, brought into church this morning. And that you may leave this place and leave the church again and say, we have seen Jesus. Should this, should Christ, who he he is for such one as you are, what he has accomplished, what you and I never could and can do, ought this not to transform us to, to, to seek him early? To thirst after him again, to long for him because of his loving kindness. Friends, to whom else shall you then go? When you are in a dry and thirsty land, in the wilderness of life, here is one, Christ himself, who urges you kindly. Graciously, generously, oh, come. And let the one who hears say, come. And let him that is a thirst come. And whosoever, whosoever, no one excluded this morning, whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. Oh, God. Thou art my God, because of his loving kindness in Christ. Humbling, eh? Is it not? Hopeful? Oh yes. Even in the wilderness of life, that you can sing, Thy loving kindness is better than life, and my lips shall praise thee. Oh friends, to learn more and more by grace, that the wilderness is the way of God to wean us from the most precious things in the world. 
En toe rest in hem. En toe lien om hem. En hem alone. Our second thought. Oh God, you are my God because, because of his help. And again, what it is and why it is. And how his help ought to transform us. What is meant by help? Well, the original points to, to, to be assisted by someone else, to be supported by another. It shows, it shows our need, our helplessness, that we are vulnerable, that, that we are weak and that we have weakness, that we are in need of another. When it is the cry of the heart, which is so often experienced in the, psalm, uh, in the Psalms, and maybe it is your experience, eh? Psalm 22, why are thou so far from helping me? It can be the experience in the wilderness. It seems no one is there to help. Psalm 27, hide not thy face from me. You long for his presence. When you see one's face, such one is in your presence. I not your face from me, says the psalmist. Thou art my helper. Psalm 30, hear me, O Lord, have mercy. Be thou my help. Ever prayed it, young people? Ever prayed it? Lord, be my helper. Psalm 38, make haste to help, O Lord. And Psalm 40, think upon me. Thou art my help and my deliverer. Why is that cry? Why is that cry? Maybe the cry in your heart. Friends, this is not an echo of Christ's work applied in your heart by the Spirit because of Christ. When he on the cross cried out, My God, my God, why have thou forsaken me? Why art thou so far from helping me? And when he experienced, there was none to help. So that you may experience his help, his presence. That's Psalm 46. A very present help in trouble. Oh, blessed are those. Blessed are those whose help is the God of Jacob. Jacob's. Those in need. He is their help. He is your help and shield. That is sure and certain. And maybe you have to be reminded this morning. And because note, even in the wilderness of life, the psalmist remembers that the Lord has been his help. Something he remembers from the past. And maybe you recognize it. You lay in bed in the evening and you meditate and you think things over and you reflect. And in times when you think and experience, where is God in all of this? 
can be that, that you lay awake at night. Eh? That was the experience of the psalmist here in 63 verse 6. Missing God's presence. And then in meditating you go on the memory lane. And you cannot deny the Lord's work in your life. But, but that was the past and you cannot deny that there were times that you were seeking him and thirsted after him and longed for him. You came to church and you drunk in the sermon, the gospel. But now... But if I would ask you this morning, has he been your help? Look back in your life. When may you cry to him in distress, O oh, oh Lord, be merciful to me, O oh Lord, be my helper. Did he not answer you? When looking back in your life, you may say, despite who I am before him and ought to be, can you not testify this morning? He has never left me, nor forsaken me. And so I may say by grace, the Lord is my helper. Has he not been your help? When you experience, I am poor and needy, yet the Lord thinks upon me. Thou art my help. To whom else shall you go? In a dry and thirsty land. Verse 8, thy right hand uphold me. That is his help. That is his help. That is your only hope and help. He upholds you, sustains you. Oh friends, fear then not. For I, says the Lord, I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. O oh God, thou art my God. Are you not joining the psalmist? Are you not joining the psalmist? Humbling is it not in the midst of the wilderness, maybe coming to church this morning with all your cares and concerns. Maybe there are marriage challenges. Maybe there is anxiety in you, your young life. And you came maybe this morning, and honestly, maybe life was overwhelmed. And you did not seek. And you did not long. And he did not thirst after him. And then to hear from the living God, through his living word, I help you. Seek me, though I might be found. I will uphold you, so that you long for me again. So that you can say, refresh, I have longed for thy salvation, O Lord. And in thy word is my delight. Then Christ says, I am the living water. So that you thirst not after the things of the here and now. But that you may thirst after him. Again. Oh God. You are my God. It's personal, eh? My God. 
my rock, my refuge, my fortress, my deliverer, my strength. That is offered this morning to you, regardless of where you are in life. This is his offer. I want to be your God because of my loving kindness in Christ. Because of my help for Christ's sake. And then he is present. And you may experience his presence. Even now. That is his grace. That is his mercy. That is his favor towards you. For Christ's sake. And then you begin to see. The gripping seriousness and reality. Of the last two verses. 9 to 11. When the Lord has presented himself and offered himself in Christ, through his loving kindness and through his help, then the final verses of the psalm says this, but those that do not seek my, those that seek my soul, and that was not only for the psalmist, maybe it is in your life at times as well, enemies. But ultimately, they are God's enemies, those who resist Christ, those who want to be their own God. They don't need him. They don't seek the Lord. They don't thirst for him. Well, he in his loving kindness and help reach out to them. And if they don't repent, the psalmist ends, and they shall go in the lower parts of the earth, and they shall fall. And the mouth of them that speak lies, hypocrites, eh, shall be stopped. That's the gripping reality. Where are you in life? Where are you? And friends, by the end of the day, there are only two kinds of people on earth in this world, in Kalamazoo. Or you are humbled this morning to repentance by his loving kindness and help. And that you may say or say, O oh God, thou art my God, because you cannot miss him anymore. And you experience in his presence his fullness of joy. And in experience in him, there is total satisfaction is found. It is a feasting, as verse 5 says. Us. Or if you want to be your own God and you have no need of him oh then I urge you then I urge you as an ambassador of this loving and helping Christ this savior who has given him freely oh turn to him now don't delay don't despise the riches of his goodness and the forbearance and long-suffering. Do you not know that the goodness of God, his loving kindness and help leads you to repentance? Turn to him now. Don't delay. But that we may learn and experience 
by his loving and kind grace, as Horatius Bonarbans wrote, not what I am, O Lord, but what thou art. That, that alone can be my soul's true rest. Thy love, thy loving kindness, not mine, bids fear and doubt depart, and stills the tossed and tempest heart. O God, Thou art my God, because of Thy loving kindness, and therefore my lips shall praise Thee, and because Thou hast been my help, therefore in the shadow of Thy wings will I rejoice. And so I have seen him this morning in the sanctuary. For Christ's sake, amen. Let us pray. Lord, will bless thy word, short as it was, but that we may meditate upon it, and direct us to thee, the Lord Jesus Christ. As we have heard of thy overflowing loving kindness and help. O Lord, will give that we are refreshed by it again. And that we have seen Jesus and none else. We'll give that thy word may transform us again to seek thee early and to thirst after thee and to walk after thee with thee all the days of our life and that thy word might bear fruit in our life also for the remainder of this day this Shabbat this day of rest to rest in thee and in thee alone, again, and that for Christ's sake alone. Amen.